0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Rija, and welcome to the fourth episode of Mustang Studios. Who do we have here today?
1: Hi, I'm Padma, um, move on to the next members. Uh, I think we also have a new member here, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah,
2: um, I'm Taylor, I'm new, not a senior, so that's good. (laughs)
3: And i'm sorry.
1: um i think today's um i think a pretty requested topic it was about mental health a lot of people have asked us since the conception of this podcast to talk about you know the state of present-day mental health how people are like being affected by it, how people are taken care of it, and all sorts of related topics yeah this this podcast episode
0: more on a serious note than what we usually talk about because uh yeah yeah mental health especially since um like what what are we we're high schoolers right and um like also i i gotta mention like last week we didn't have an episode as well got delayed because we were all super busy and um yeah it was just a lot of work and we were just stressed out as well.
1: And some of us were sentenced to the Ingenuity Dungeon. If you guys are not familiar with that then. To all my online students, fellow comrades and soldiers, you will know exactly what I mean. This, oh my God. And I wanna get into it now, but let's just say that this program is probably one of the main reasons why I personally have a strong connection to this topic because, okay, my experience with certain school things like special agility, it's 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 not great. It's not optimal at all. But the another really main problem with this thing is that there is a, that lack of interaction, especially when you're learning something. When you're learning something for the very first time, it's always important that you have, you know, the sense of connection and the sense of interaction, like face-to-face, like with the teacher, you have a bunch of classmates you can talk to. None of that, it's not there. It really takes away from that, uh, the most optimal learning experience. You don't get to learn as much as you would if you were in a physical classroom, you know?
3: Yeah, that's true. I only took, like, one online class last year but like, psychology. But from what I've, like, from that experience, it didn't, like, because of how, like, isolated you are, it makes me not that interested in the subject itself because, like, I'm not learning. I'm just trying to pass the class and it it really
1: sucks because those of us who are actually focused on genuinely learning are being done a huge disservice because this platform it doesn't lend itself to actual learning you're not actually learning something with the instruction that's being put out it's just like here's the information Here's just a word by word, in like info dump on whatever is written on the slide presentation. OK, you're done. We underline a few things and let's move on. Mm-hmm. And then it's not like the quizzes are any better. Sometimes they bring up stuff that will literally never be mentioned in any of the instruction videos or the assignments. Like I actually went through and like did a timestamp of all of the stuff that I thought was related to apparently just just never talked about. Yeah, and going
0: back to what you said about isolation, we also had an episode about this, so like our second episode was about isolation. And I also talked about um, like last year, we were all online and I I had like, all my classes were online because I had, uh, I was in the online pathway, not the hybrid pathway. So all of my classes were like ingenuity. They were all in ingenuity, and I just felt mentally drained and tired and and to the point I felt like I felt like giving up in some some sort of like instances as well because I felt lazy but then I came to a realization that it wasn't laziness it was like I was being burnt out out. yeah exactly I I felt burnt out because of so all of everything that I was going through last year and, and especially we were juniors last year as well, like um, uh, minus one, one of us. Um, but yeah, and people say junior year is like the most stressful year with so much of work. Like, I mean, some people say that, but yeah, I, I felt like I was getting senioritis in junior
1: year. <laughs> I mean, junior year is like the most hyped up year, but in all honesty, it's not, it's literally no different than your sophomore year, even your like senior year. I'm (laughs) gonna say to our underclassmen here, but it's really no different. The reason why they hype it up so much is because this is the last year in which colleges will like see your full grade in a way, because from your freshman to your sophomore, sorry, your junior year, that's when if you keep your grades like spick and span, you know, you do all your extracurriculars, you're part of a bunch of clubs, you're maybe like officers for a bunch of those clubs, colleges will get to see that more fully than they would your senior resume. Because when you're applying for colleges, you're applying as a senior and not as a junior. So your senior grades are, you know, unfinished. So they won't see it fully until, uh, until after you graduate, which then they get access to both your first semester and second semester senior grades but even then you know you still have to keep those grades up you do well in your classes you try your best which I think lends itself into I think another aspect about mental health is just the whole motivation side of it I feel like nowadays I feel like with the whole advent of online learning especially with stuff like ingenuity motivation it's kind of going in a really weird place in the sense that people are not no longer motivated to learn as we said previously with you know it's just super hard to learn learn on ingenuity which then takes away that motivation of wanting to know more about that subject
3: mm-hmm.
1: some people's main motivation are you know just grades they just want to get the grade and get it over with which is a fair motivation to be honest but at the same time that motivation can be really taxing because that's the only thing you're focused on you're not focused on actually understanding what the subject's about, you're not really focused on kind of implementing that subject into your daily life. Like math, for example, it's one of those subjects where people are like, I hate this subject because it's so tedious. It's so wordy. It's so difficult to understand. But but personally, I feel like math is one of those subjects. I feel like the more and more complex it gets, the more and more you learn to appreciate it. Because, I mean, you're not going to use basic, um, I'm not sorry, basic, but you're not going to be using like all the really advanced calculus formulas in everyday life. That is unless you go into astrophysics, physics, or anything, you know, of the physical sciences sect. But stuff like algebra, stuff like simple interest, stuff like compound interest, you're going to see that, you know, in everyday life, you're going to do that with finances, you're going to do that with banking, you know, calculating loans. That's really important stuff. But then when you're like, blocked by the fact that I'm going to say block because it's. The, I guess that's the only way I can like describe it. It's a literal wall of like, you can't get over because it's just that grade staring you in the face, like behind the grade is just a wealth of knowledge that will help you in life. But you just, all you see is the grade and that's, you just can't get over it. You know?
3: Yeah, that's a good point about like how like grades kind of like mm-hmm. block your view from like, you know, learning and rea- like, yeah. Because, like, another thing is kind of, like, personal expectations of getting a good grade as well. I feel like, especially, like, in junior I was kind of, like, really stressed and mentor drained because of that. Like, hey, getting all A's kind of goal, But then it's kind of like, yes, it's good to get, like, good grades. It's good to get decent grades, especially for college, like, in junior right? But it's also better to, like, you know, try to, like, your best to learn something, try to get myself. See, that's, that's the thing, because,
1: like, there's a trade-off. Which is really unfair if you ask me, because if you want the grade, your trade off is actual learning. But if you want to actually learn, your trade off is the grade. So I, I really wish that didn't exist, but it, just kind of, it is kind of the way it is, you know?
2: The grading system here is also easier. It's not, it's, oh, yeah, yeah like the, a B is like 75.
1: See, uh, I'm from Cupertino. Basically, the grading system there is probably every month. Mount House High School is like hell. Mm-hmm. If any Mountain House high school kid was to be put in the Cupertino grading system, I can guarantee you they would be passing most classes with C's. Which is in because in Cupertino, the C ranges from a 70 to a 79. And a B is from uh 80 to 89, and the A is obviously like, you know, ninety to a hundred. That's basically
0: like any other school that is not M H <laughs> <laughs>
1: Actually some schools don't even use the the formal like letter grading system. They goes they go by like the numbers, like mm-hmm. you get a four in a class, you get a three or a two or a one or whatever. Yeah. And so I think some class, some schools might just go off of raw percentage too. So I mean, I feel like Cupertino has taught me lots, you know, resilience when it comes to dealing with grades, dealing with the harsh reality of the fact that, you know. Sometimes, if you, it's, I mean, I think we all know that if you don't put in the work, you're not going to get the result that you want. But when I was in Cupertino, I feel like that fact was kind of amplified by the fact that I had all my classmates were basically at least 20 steps ahead of me all the time. And it was really hard to catch up with that and kind of, you know, get over the fact that whatever I do, I'll always have to keep overstepping my own bounds. Even if I genuinely feel that I cannot do it, I just have to go for it, which then, it sounds like a good thing, it sounds incredibly motivational, but when you actually do it, it just feels like you're more burdened than you already are, you know? I mean, people could feel differently about this, but that's, I guess, my experience from Cupertino. But because of that, I've learned to navigate kind of how to deal with the pressure because in Cupertino, it's incredibly hard to be like the top 2% because everybody is already in the top 2%. Yeah. People with like 4.3s, 4. 4.4s, 4. like 4.5s, or even like 4.6 like weighted
3: yeah. GPAs. Yeah, definitely. Like, people in Cupertino are like really competitive. Oh, absolutely, like, for sure, like, absolutely. You have first-hand experience for sure. First-hand experience, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing is like my family and I used to live in Cupertino. And so my brother, which middle school did you go to?
1: I went went to actually, I went to Cupertino Middle School for my sixth grade. And then I went to Lawson for my seventh grade. I feel like it was much more rigorous in Lawson because Mm -hmm. the environment and the people there were kind of lent itself into the really like competitive environment, but not like a friendly competition too. It's kind of like a hostile competition. Yeah. I don't know. It could be different now, but... I feel like just putting myself through the gauntlet has kind of mentally prepared me for being like, okay, in high school, I have to like get all A's, you know, ace all my classes, be a part of all like the really important clubs like DECA or like, you know, what is it, HOSA or whatever. But then I realized like, I kind of became lazy after I came to Mountain House and realized how lax their grading system was, which kind of really you know, impacted my like my habits,
3: like your perspective, especially yeah. like with grades, yeah.
1: I realize we tangent a lot, <laughs> but it's fine. This is all related, so little, you know, experiences with how the mental health aspect can, the mental aspect of it can impact school life.
0: Yeah, and also it's very pressurizing as well, uh, uh, and we were also talking about like competitiveness as well. There are, like. People are competitive, like, in the school life, like, in college applications as well. Like, it's a competition out there as well. Yeah, and, and um, it's, like, it can really give you a lot of pressure inside.
3: Yeah. And, yeah, it can definitely make you, like, compare yourself to others, like, especially when it comes to grade. And, like, you see one person, they have, like, all A's, and I have, are participating in so many X grade and you kind of yeah. feel, like, not. You're not doing that great compared to it's them. It's like
1: the cookie cutter. Like you have student A who's in like what three sports? They did swimming, they did track, they did volleyball, and then they did singing, they did dance, and then like they helped on a bunch of like uh, in my experience like religious services. They did like twenty five thousand hours of volunteer hours or something really crazy. And they're like, oh, I want to go to Yale, and they have like they got a perfect six hundred on the SAT, and they got like a thirty seven on the ACT, uh, thirty six maybe, and then. And then they're like, oh, I want to go to Harvard. I want to go to Yale. But then literally their competition looks the exact same. It's the exact same. It's like rinse and repeat, cookie cutter formula. And I feel like the problem is, especially when you come from like an immigrant family, like my parents, for example, they really saw this as like the golden formula to getting into any of the top schools. I mean, that's pretty much how uh, most of my cousins and also my extended family see it too, which is kind of unfortunate because It's also a huge, like, you know, how do I say this? It's like, it's not that great for college applications. No matter how good you think all of these things are, if everybody's doing the exact same thing over and over again, colleges are gonna get bored of looking at it. Like you could do X amount of volunteers hours at like a mosque or something, but then what's unique about you? If you have all of these same academic achievements as your peer, they want to know what's unique about you. Do you do horse riding or do you like collect, I don't know, Horseshoe crabs, you know, as a hobby or something. You collect their shells or something, you know, something really unique. Yeah,
2: I'm a I'm a sporty person. So um, it, it kind of leads on to the comparison because like there's this person who's like faster than you and you, you're trying to be like as fast as them and you can't like you tire yourself out.
1: So what is your take on this? like? you
2: Um, Freshman.
1: Freshman. What What is your whole life? I oh, got a lot of time actually. <laughs> so how do you, how well do you think mentally prepared do you think you are for the whole college admissions process?
2: It it sounds complicated. <laughs> it is
0: complicated.
2: <laughs> um I don't know. I still have like time to figure it out and like I think that's things. also another
1: thing that I wanted to get on like people these days are trying to rush into all these really like you know dare i say grown up things grown up or more mature things like there's no need to rush into any of this you should take your time and understand what you're getting yourself into that also plays a huge part into i guess the mental health aspect of it because once you actually get into it head on you start to feel like this wasn't like right for you or this wasn't the the wisest decision and it spirals into all sorts of like self-doubt, you know, self-esteem issues, all of this kind of stuff, which is my biggest advice to, you know, freshmen or anyone, any underclassmen for that example, let's say college admissions wise, like you have a lot of time, build up your reputation, build up your skill and kind of understand what it is that you like and what you dislike. It'll take a while to know because you're not going to know right off the bat what you like and who you are, it's a, it's a process. It's a process to understand that aspect of yourself. So, you know, it's good on you. You can do mm-hmm. your research, just get, <laughs> just get prepared, but you don't have to jump in head first.
2: Yeah.
3: So like start slowly and start like slowly just like researching colleges, like what you want to do in the future. And don't wait last minute, for sure.
0: Yeah, talking um, from personal
3: experience yeah.
0: and when you like when you like compare like going back to like comparing yourself to other people especially um like like uh, what they have what they're doing and what you're not doing and thinking that you can try to get up to that level it, it can also like give you some like feelings of annoyance as well like when you like see people do that you might get annoyed and it just just comes,
3: like, like, are you talking in the sense of, like, feeling, like, a bit jealous? Or, like... is,
1: that, that, that is literally what jealousy is. That That, that is what it is. Envy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, oh my god, I think we deviated from the original topic, which is mental health. But this whole, I feel like this whole tangent aspect of it is a great transition into just the general, which is, like, mental health. It's, I think it's no surprise or it's a known fact that I think our generation is known to be like the most depressed and the most like mentally unhealthy of the generations. I think it's sad to say, but it, I think, I think it's been proven also, I don't know guys do your research. Don't quote me on this, but I think it also stems from our huge, like the influence that social media has on us, especially as teenagers. It's, We always have the, we always have access to all these like incredibly, you know, glamorous visions and all of these idealistic aspects that we, you know, realistically that we might never become, we may aspire to become it, but we can't actually, you know, do it.
2: And people portray themselves differently online, like, oh, I'm having this super cool life when they could be, I don't know, depressed or something.
1: But that's the thing, no one's gonna ever post themselves being depressed on social
2: media. Yeah.
1: And those who do come off as incredibly disingenuous, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm depressed. They have like a really like dark filter and then they have this entire, literally almost like a photo shoot as like a photo <laughs> professional look to it, which then just makes it feel like people who actually go through this kind of stuff, you like think that, you know, this kind of stuff is just being trivial trivialized or our condition is being trivialized and you're not really like doing us a service by posting this online yeah yeah and
0: um yeah and people can also make fun of you as well because of like they think that oh you're not being genuine and this also reminds me of jenna marbles as well Yeah. Yeah. yeah and what what happened to her and what she was going through as well.
1: I think the it's a sad reality but the internet is not really a great place to seek any form of acceptance. I'm just going to say it straight out. If you want to if you want to feel good about yourself, just do something that you like. You know, don't go on Instagram feeling, you know, depressed seeing, you know, this incredibly good-looking person that you may not that you deep down realize that you may never actually be like, you know, it's, I mean, this is probably the most like PSA-ish thing I can say, but it's a fact. This has been harped onto us since, since, we were like what fourth grade or something, but it's super true. It's incredibly true. And it's becoming increasingly worse as we go on, especially with TikTok, especially with what kids, these kids these days, I will say that from now on. Kids these days are doing on Instagram or even Twitter or whatever. I think, I don't know. What is your take on this?
0: Um,
2: I don't really spend a lot of time on those social media, but... Good on you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, let's see. I had something in my mind earlier. I, I forgot it, though.
1: But do you see, how often do you see this kind of stuff with your peers, you know, other freshmen or whatever?
2: I, I see it a lot, yeah. Like, they're like, oh, I'm not good enough. I don't look this certain way that society puts on us.
1: But then, okay, one thing that kind of I don't understand is when people say, like, oh, society puts this on us. But, like, <laughs> society in and of itself isn't directly telling you to do it. It's just the fact that one concept has just been popularized and people have just run with it. I think that's what people mean when they say society has put mm-hmm. this on us because society is just made up of, is a collective of a bunch of individuals. One individual may stand out from the rest and that's what the other individuals are gonna look up to or aspire to be like. Yeah, I think that's how we should define the concept of society when we're talking about like influencer culture or celebrity culture actually
0: that reminds me of when i was when i was little um i was watching this ad on the tv and it was about sunny d and then and then uh, and then the motto i think was the motto or the saying whatever it was but then they were like sunny d unleash the power of the sun and then it showed like this person like i don't know playing basketball or something can't really remember off the top of my head because it was so long ago but all of a sudden i just wanted sunny d and i wanted to buy it and so i bought it and it was the most sugary
3: drink <laughs> ever
1: but, i mean if you wanted to buy it as a kid i think uh, the advertising companies did their job pretty well <laughs> it, it's that simple but i think i don't think advertising necessarily is a part of it it's just what people perceive the advertising at you know creates the problem like for example beauty products we have a bunch of people with the a... nowadays at least it's a bit better but back then there was like a lot of push for fair skin products especially in India for example they you know the whole concept of fair and lovely was it's pretty horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Wherein in the product that they're selling is advertised to make your skin whiter and therefore more attractive because lighter skin is considered far more attractive in especially I think in South India more than in the North and then people go take oh, you know spend spend inordinate amount of money just to get their skin you know a tint lighter and then they end up with like skin rashes or possibly the worst case scenario skin cancer because of it it's not just the skin also but it just their perception of the concept of beauty just com- gets completely skewed mm-hmm
3: okay yeah this reminds me of the whole like idea of like just being like insecure because of what's being popularized or like you know being represented in the media and kind of like seeing what you have is maybe like like inferior i guess i don't know how to describe it really
1: yeah i mean i think that's a huge thing but i feel like in a way, nowadays, people are like, oh, you shouldn't listen to what the media is saying, which is indirectly listening to what the media is saying by <laughs> not listening to what the... It's, it's a paradox. It's kind of like a paradox, but it's it's better now, definitely. Where, But I feel like the way what people are putting out is still essentially in the same kind of mindset, but also kind of in the same sphere Mm -hmm. of thinking in the way that oh if you know you shouldn't care but this just goes into the whole like oh you shouldn't care about what others think about you Mm -hmm. which is true to a certain extent but there are also certain things that you actually do have to pay attention to when you conduct yourself with other people Mm -hmm. like yesterday i had this entire conversation with one of my really close friends we live in the neighborhood and it kind of dawned on me that like the concept of first impressions is super super important the way that you conduct yourself to people is what is going to form your image in their mind you know this may sound kind of off topic but like I feel like it's still kind of relevant to the whole like mental health aspect of in the sense that like the that um should I say this like you continuously perceive yourself as someone lesser then you will actually appear as someone lesser to other people which is i don't think that's what people want perception perception is incredibly important yeah. but it's not super easy to just get yourself out of the headspace of the insecurity like oh i don't feel as uh, accomplished as my peers i don't feel as successful as like my brother or something or the other yeah. it's just you kind of just have to bite the bullet and be like, you know what, if I keep, keep if I keep feeling sorry for myself, it's never going to get better. It's a hard realization, but I think this is those kind of things where it's, like, gradual.
3: Yeah, I was about to say how it's just, like, a slow progression to, like, really, like, improve on yourself and try to be, like, more self-confident and, like, have more, like, higher self-esteem.
1: It's It's a hard thing to do, but I think one way of doing it is just to... Distract yourself from the thing that's causing you pain in a way. Because, for example, you go through a really bad breakup or something, and then you were in a relationship that you, once you come out of it, you realize it was really toxic. And then, but you still keep beating yourself up over it, being like, oh, what did I do wrong? What did I do that warranted this person to act in this certain way? When you come to the realization that, oh, it wasn't your fault, but you just, still can't help but feel guilty i think those kinds of things it's like it's really hard to get over but if you kind of just distract your mind from that even for like a minute or so it should you will like take one step closer to kind of just renewing yourself mentally
0: yeah it could take a long a lot of time to heal from any of anything that you're facing any any of the problems that you're facing and yeah, I think that's that's a big takeaway for this episode.
1: And yeah. I apologize if what we said wasn't directly, directly mental health related. But I feel like a lot of the topics that we brought up were very relevant to what I feel like people are going through nowadays. So I'd like to say thank you for listening, tuning into this episode of the Mustang Studios podcast. And over to you, Rachel all right guys i think that's the end of our podcast
0: episode if you guys have anything that you want to say to us you can email the club at mhhsms at Mm lamrisvilleusd.net give us a voice message on anchor or you can go to our physical drop box which is located outside l125 and drop us a message there by doing that your messages will be featured on our podcast and speaking of which uh let's get the drop box right now and see what we have inside who
1: wants to read the first message so our first message is Exp- explain nfts please oh boy Ooh. okay to put it in some to put it in layman's terms an nft is basically like owning the receipt to an artwork claiming that you own it the thing is about the nft is that you don't actually own the artwork you own the thing that says you own the artwork so it's really confusing. I suggest you do your research on it. I'm trying my best to explain it, but like, uh, if you're an artist, you should probably get into NFTs because you're gonna make a lot of money. If you wanna buy NFTs, uh, beware, that's all I can say. But other than that, do please, please do your own research. Don't quote us on any of this. We're, we're just about as confused about this as you are. Okay, it's our next message
2: okay um basically like they them and like pronoun identity uh it is important yes like <laughs> how do i put this um basically we're all interested in different things and some people are um i don't know i guess they they're how do i put it <laughs>
3: yeah um okay so I feel like with pronouns very personal so like depends on your experience and whatever like works for you obviously yeah I think I don't know the, the, I don't know, what the, you, know
1: but I kind of want to do an entire episode on nfts okay. <laughs> yes. it is an interesting an, topic to a... talk
3: about yeah all right yeah, yeah. is there anything else you
1: want? I, I try to okay I watch I try to watch an entire what is it Josh Strife Hayes video on nfts and I'm still just as more confused or even more confused than it and then I went in with you know uh, this and people call NFTs a scam and I can kind of see why because the thing about the NFTs is that think of it this way you buy a christmas tree for example but buying the NFT is basically equivalent of getting just the receipt of the christmas tree saying that you own the christmas tree but not actually having it in your backyard that's the easiest way I can think of it which sounds like a huge scam because like why would i just want the paper i want the physical tree probably the worst part of it all is that especially because it's online you can just easily like right click it save it and you own the artwork you don't need to pay for the you don't need to pay for the receipt or anything it's already there in your computer so i don't people have spent inordinate amount of money on these kinds of things but yeah all right uh but yeah, let us know if you want an entire episode made on NFTs and cryptocurrency. Email us we'll have to the email Rija told you guys about. Shout us out on Instagram or something or the other. Okay, our next thing is the socioeconomic standing of the U.S.
3: population.
1: <laughs> Man, um. Just research, just research this. I'm sorry. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I don't think we're the right people to call for that. We don't have that information. You're
1: asking the wrong people. Just do your own research. Okay. Our next message. Stay positive. There's more to life than external influence. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our podcast episode kind of mentioned that. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Awesome. All right. Okay. My next message. I hope I pass all my classes. I hope you do too. If you slack off, that's kind of on your fault though. So don't slack off. I hope you do well.
2: There's a comment right here that says that our podcast is fire. Thanks.
1: (laughs) We do our best. Okay, next comment. It's scary when security yells.
0: Yeah, one time I almost (laughs) flinched, especially with, um, in my class, when the fire alarm, like, sounded off. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah, and, um, yeah. And we were, we were in adulting, Sadia and I, and he yelled at
1: us, come on, let's go! Get out of your classes! (laughs) Hey, man, uh, I think they're just trying to do their jobs, but uh, other than that, no comment. We move on. Yeah. Our next comment. How are babies (laughs) made? Um... We could, uh, I, I have no problem with explaining the concept of conception.
2: Isn't there like health though?
1: (laughs) I mean, if health was a thing, why would they have to ask this specifically? (laughs) It's a good question. Let's just say when two people love each other very much, (laughs) they do a little dance. (laughs) and Maybe nine months later. (laughs) Okay. But I promise if the school doesn't blast us for this. We might do an entire like twenty-minute explanation of how conception works to all you interested folks.
0: Teenager
3: edition. <laughs> Basically, teenager edition. Okay.
1: Our next comment. Kaka with the U.S. <laughs> Wait, let me read it. V.I.G. with interviews. On to the next. <laughs> talk about jiden and Pokemon beef sorry we don't i don't think any of us follow Pokemon on twitch do you guys have a twitch do you guys follow me on have twitch? twitch no sorry boy you're asking the wrong people <laughs> uh make sure to fart <laughs> <laughs> all right then okay um on to the next
3: all right oh yona
2: um there's a shout out to mr shay Sub
1: Mr. Shay?
3: Yes, he's great. <laughs> All right, let's
1: do the next one. You want to talk about? Talk about anime, please. Yes, I want to talk about anime. Okay, we're gonna have an entire dedicated. Yeah. <laughs> I want to have a dedicated entire like season to anime. Okay.
0: And it even has an exclamation mark as well. They, I think they really. <laughs>
1: And whoever posted this uh feel free to come on message us uh we'll talk about anime for hours my dude. that's true it's a free invitation take
3: Bhavna. care Bhavna and padma can definitely talk like your ears off about yes. it which isn't bad yes. we love to see it
1: look forward to it guys okay
2: um here's a comment it says i hope that everyone has a good day also remember to eat
1: thank you thank you for mess- yes. uh, reminders us <laughs> uh okay this one says
0: can you when can you wanna you um can when you sorry stutter and then there's a little heart as well reminds me of myself sometimes
1: okay our next message reads slat slat my dot 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 <laughs> anyways on to the next one my queef <laughs> Right, that's a, a great use of our Dropbox. All right. Um, I guess keep them coming. <laughs> I don't know what else
0: to say. All right, guys, thank you so much for putting those lovely messages in the Dropbox. <laughs> um, so um, that's all for that. And um, yeah, that's basically it. Follow us on Instagram for updates, uh, which is MHHS Mustang Studios. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Which is also called mustang studios at our podcast to your spotify playlist and follow us on spotify as well and it's all on anchor as well all right that's it bye everyone bye Bye. Thank you bye. so much bye.